This is Tina for Siouxland Media Lab. Today we'll be interviewing Larry Wentz, anchor for KMEG. Can you give us a brief history of your career? By my senior year at Iowa State, I was working at WHO Radio in the news department. I did radio news for two years there, went over to the TV side for eight years. Uh, anybody who's been in this business has been fired at least once. I've been fired three times. And the first time uh, was from WHO. I ended up doing video for business and industry, you know, training videos, that type of thing, safety videos. Ended up getting back in journalism again as a news director anchor in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Was there for three years. They closed the newsroom. I was out of work for six months. From there, I went to Green Bay, Wisconsin as a managing editor, sort of like an assistant news director of a newsroom. Was there for about a year, and then an opening happened here in Sioux City at KTIV, the NBC affiliate, and I came back to, or I came to Sioux City as an anchor over at KTIV. I anchored there for eight years, and then I went into real estate and did a real estate television show for what's now United Real Estate here in Sioux City. Did that for a few years, then I ended up at KMAG back in the early 2000s as an anchor was here three years, and then I ended up over at KCAU for eight years as an anchor until I had to have a liver transplant. Lost my job because of that. And then, after a year off of work and recovering from a liver transplant, here I am at KMEG, and I've been back here for six years now. So, wow. a very checkered career, a checkered past. <laughs> you such a long past. What was the most memorable day of your career? memorable day of my career that is a really interesting question um, one of the more interesting things President Reagan after he had been shot was coming to Des Moines to our television station he, he had recovered and was coming back and I can remember how tight the security was when he came back to the station the station was on two different levels main floor and then he had to take an elevator stairs to the second floor they did not want him to have to take an elevator or, or anything so what they actually did was they built in the a big the big TV studio had doors they had to build a ramp so that the president's car could drive into that studio and the car weighs like 10 tons because it's it's got iron it's just steel and everything to protect the president they had to build a special ramp that would distribute the weight so when the car drove into the studio it didn't crack the concrete and then they wired all the way from the radio studio up on the second floor down to the tv studio and created a radio studio so all he had to do was get out of the car walk about 10 feet to the radio studio, do the interview, get back in the car and leave. I remember the snipers on rooftops. I also remember that we were confined to, everybody had certain color badges and we were confined to a certain area of the station half an hour before he arrived with a secret service agent at that room at the, at the entrance and 15 minutes after he left. So that was sort of a real interesting thing to go through. <laughs> All right, what was the most challenging day of your career? Oh, man, the most challenging day. It's always very challenging when you have to deal with, with uh, particularly a, the death of a child or somebody that, that you know, a tragic type of situation. Um, I can't think of any specifics, but I know there have been times that I've had to 
to read a story or do do a story on something like that. And those are always really uh, difficult because you don't want to show your emotion if you can. You want to try and remain neutral. But at the same time, you still have a lot of emotions. So it can be very, very difficult. I think the one of the hardest ones was um, uh, when Jim Henry passed away. Jim was a a kids TV legend here in Sioux City, and I'd got to know know him very well, uh, and uh, had been at the funeral as a pallbearer that day, and that was really hard to kind of read that story on the air. How do you deal with the pressure on the job? Well, um, as you do anything more, you get more used to it, and you kind of learn how to deal with it in order to be successful, or if you can't deal with it, you're not successful. Probably people who are really close to me, like my wife, can know when I'm maybe under a little stress or there's something going on that other people wouldn't detect. But you just try and take a deep breath and and just go with the flow. And if you make a mistake, you, you admit it, and then you just go on from there. So. Well, from all that pressure, <laughs> what do you do to relax? What do I do to relax? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. I really enjoy sports. I'm a huge Minnesota fan, Twins, Vikings. Uh, Iowa State University, I'm a season ticket holder for football over there and watch the basketball team on TV. I do that. Um, I do a lot of honeydews around the house fixing stuff. Seems like something's always broken, needs to be fixed or mended. Um, that's probably more so how I relax. And we like to, my wife and I like to go out Santa Saturday and do something, go somewhere for dinner, something like that. I do stay up late. See, my hours are kind of different than most people. I normally come in about 2.30 in the afternoon. At 2.30, we do a story meeting. We go over all the stories that we've got prepared for the day, what stories possibly may be happening later in the afternoon or in the evening, what we're going to put in the show, what we're going to maybe move to a different show or what we're not going to use. And then I start writing a series of updates or teases to try uh, that that we tape at 4 o'clock where we say, hey, coming up tonight at 5 or coming up tonight at whatever show it is, you know, this, 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 and that, hoping that people will watch those and then want to turn in when the newscast starts. You know, it's a little tease to get them to watch. I do that for the afternoons. I do that for most evenings. Uh, every once in a while, I'll do stories and work on certain stories. Um, I'm working on a story right now. I found the only person I know in Siouxland who attended Woodstock 50 years ago. And I'm doing a story on them right now that'll air here in another week or two. So. What advice would you give to the youth who are interested in broadcasting and media careers? I think the biggest thing is you have to have an interest in learning lots of stuff. Because when you start as a a young reporter, one day you're maybe an expert in politics. The next day you're supposed to be an expert in building construction. The next day you're supposed to be an expert uh, in government finance. The next day you're supposed to be an expert in health care. You have to cover, as as a general assignment reporter, at the drop of a hat, all sorts of different stories. You you come into work not knowing what you're going to be doing that day. And so you have to be well-read. You have to keep up on stuff. I mean, you know, you just, just have to do the best you can to know a little bit about a lot of stuff. Why did you stay in Siouxland? Well, that's a good question. Um, I don't know, John, why did I stay in Siouxland? What do you think? For the money? No, yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Sioux City is a smaller television market. There's roughly, you know, uh, 260 or 70 TV markets in the country, with New York City being number one, LA two, 
Sioux City is down around probably 145 or so. So it's a fairly small market. A lot of people here are just new out of school. I probably stayed because I had opportunity that made me happy, and it was a, it was a little easier place to raise kids and family. Uh, and I've always been fairly happy at what I what I did. Even for most of my career, there have been very few times where I was unhappy doing what I'm doing. So that's probably why I've stayed most of the time. If you were stranded on a desert island with only an MP3 player, what would be on it? What would be on it? Uh, well, let's let's start at the top. The Beatles, for one. Number two would probably be Steely Dan. And you've, you've heard of the Beatles, I'm sure, but you've probably never heard of Steely Dan. No, the Doobie Brothers. Never heard of the Doobie Brothers. No? Okay. And maybe, you know, like the Moody Blues. For Siouxland Media Lab, this is Tina.